Life Audio. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. I'm posting this episode a little bit later than usual on a Monday because my entire family came down with the flu, so we are recovering. But even so, I have a very refreshing episode for you today. Our guest is named Dana Vootberg, and we have a great conversation. We talk a lot about how in this social media world, oftentimes the so-called mundane life is actually the most abundant life in God's world. We talk about John 10.10 that says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus, come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I will tell you this much. I needed to hear this today. I needed to hear this when we recorded it. And so I just hope that this is so refreshing for your soul the way it was for mine. After a few words from our sponsors, we will get right into it with Dana. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I know. Well, let's get into your story. I want to hear more. I obviously know a little bit about you, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about where you're at lately, so I'm excited to hear. But do you want to tell us, um, just to kind of get started, when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian, or how did you come to know God? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. I feel like I have a very standard, like, childhood testimony, like, I grew up in a Christian home type story, Um, but I, there is one sort of memory that I have when I was, like, seven years old coming home from church, asking my dad to help me accept Jesus into my heart. And we were like sitting in our computer room. I was just like sitting in the chair and he helped me pray to accept Jesus into my heart. And that's like my first distinct memory of being a Christian. Um, And then just like growing up, you know, you like grow up in a Christian home and you do the Christian-y things, you go to church on Sundays, and, like, you're involved in youth group and that sort of stuff, Um, but I feel like I didn't really know who Jesus was and, like, what he actually did for me until much later in life. Um, Throughout high school, I was in sports, like, all year round, so I had tournaments on the weekends. I had practice, like, every single day, Um, So I was just really on the go. I was super busy and I kind of stopped going to church probably in ninth grade. I think eighth grade is like my last memory of like youth group and stuff. And then ninth grade is really when everything picked up. I stopped going to youth group. I probably wasn't going to church as much on Sundays. Um, And then all throughout high school, that was kind of like my story. I was a Christian, but I like 
wasn't participating in church or youth group. And most of my friends from high school are not Christians, um, which like breaks my heart. And I'm like, I want you to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I, I wasn't like a bad kid. I was probably just like, I wouldn't say goody two shoes. I was just like the good kid in our friend group who like didn't really do bad things um but I didn't have like I would say like oh I'm a Christian but I didn't know what it meant and so I was just like I have to be a good person um and then before I went to college my dad really like pressed into me Dana like get involved in a bible study while you're there he was just so adamant and I kind of like fluffed him off like okay dad yeah like I'll do that but I was like dead set on like going to college and having the college experience um but God had some other plans and you know God had his plans I had my plans and like they kind of overlapped and like I it's just my college story is pretty interesting but freshman year like the first week of college I met two girls who lived on my floor and they invited me to a Bible study. So it was like totally God just moving in that way. Um, and just him really pursuing me during that time of my life, because I feel like that time specifically in a, in a person's life is so influential. Like you can go one way or the other so easily. You meet so many people at college. And if you get in with the wrong crowd like that could totally steer the direction of your college experience um so like the lord was so good to me in introducing me to these people who quickly became some of my great friends um i got involved in a bible study and then later that semester at like a christian conference in indianapolis like gave my heart to jesus again So it had been probably like 11 years since I had like given my heart to Jesus. And like this time I really understood more. Um, So that was really cool. I just like remember like feeling like I was filled with the Holy Spirit in that time. And I like, like if I look back on my younger self, I don't really feel like I had the Holy Spirit. I'm sure he was there. I just did not realize because I didn't know um but yeah so my freshman year regave my life to Christ and then I went on a summer mission with a Christian organization that summer and I spent 10 weeks in Virginia Beach with like 50 other Christian students and it was awesome but like when I came home from that it like kind of rocked my world to see that like that life I had been living for 10 weeks is so different from like what the rest of the world is like. I was living in this bubble, just surrounded by Christians 24 seven. And I thought it was the most amazing thing ever. And then when I got back to campus, my sophomore year, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like people are living so differently. And just being like so sad because I wanted to be back in that bubble, but it just like wasn't the reality of life anymore and you know I kind of like fell into this depression of like well I I want it to be a certain way and it's not and just coming to realize that like 
this is what the world is like the world is just a sad and lonely place without Jesus um and the rest of my like college experience was such a roller coaster of like saying I'm a Christian and being a Christian and doing a lot of Christian things but also just like falling into the trap that the world sets for us especially in college um and like getting involved with the wrong people and like still having like my Christian friends but spending a lot more time with my non-Christian friends and just like doing this up and down roller coaster that was just so exhausting and so after graduating college I came home and I got plugged in with a like an adult a young adults ministry at my church right away which like wasn't even really my plan my friend invited me because she was living in the area now a friend from college and so I was like sure I'll go and just like being plugged in with that right away is just like I can look back and see so evidently that God's hand was so in my life just like carrying me through one season to the next like really pressing on me like Dana come back to me like your life is so much better when you are living for me. Um, so got really involved in that young adult ministry, ended up meeting some of my best friends who ended up standing in my wedding because I met my husband at this young adults ministry. Um, and yeah, the Lord just did like great things in that season of life. And he's only like grown my faith stronger since then. So I know it's like, it's not the case for a lot of people after college. I feel like if you're involved in a ministry in college and then you leave, it can be so hard to find Christian friends outside of college. So I'm just so thankful and feel so blessed that the Lord really led me in that direction and brought me to these people and to this church and just had his hand on me this whole time. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And I love that, like, you recognize it's God's gift to you, but there's also your piece in it, too, that you were obedient to Him to go where He was calling you. Cause you could have so easily, you know, not gone to those young adult groups or, cause yeah. sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there when you don't know anybody. And oh, sure. so the fact that you were obedient in that, like, the blessing came from your obedience. And so, I love hearing that story. And I like that um, that you shared what you did about college. And I really hope that people who are like going to college soon or anyone who's in college, I hope they listen to this and can be encouraged, especially if they're on the fence with like who to be friends with or who to spend their time with or what to do with their summers. Because like you mentioned, it's such a influential time in our lives. And I think a lot of our lives after college is set in college because right. um, we're building building the foundations of who we are. It's really the first time we go out and take what we learned at home, but apply it to ourselves and say, okay, is this really what I think, believe how I want to live? And we just become our own person. So I like that you gave kind of an encouragement and call to action for anyone in that season currently, because hopefully they can, you know, realize that it is important um, that we, if we want to be Christ followers, it's important to be obedient to filling up our life with light and love and 
hanging around people who love him too. Yeah, definitely. I feel like if I, I could have so easily come home from college and just like started hanging out with my high school friends all over again. And I, I still see them. I love them dearly. We are just so different. We do not participate in the same activities. And so I spend a lot less time with them, which is okay. Because when I am with them, it's like, it's fun. It's like exciting to talk to them and catch up on their lives and what's going on. It's just, it's not the same kind of conversations. It's not like activities that I necessarily want to partake in, which is okay. Um, I'm just like, come over to this side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I like what you said too, about like going away to this like 10 week program and then coming back and just being shocked because I had a very similar experience too, where I did that as well. I went um, 10 weeks to Lake Tahoe with the same organization that you're talking about. And I loved it. It felt like heaven on earth. Like not that there was never any drama or negativity or anything like that because we're humans at the end of the day. But for the most part, it was really a picture of what heaven could look like, like just a bunch of believers gathered and seeking to be holy and worship God. And it was such a cool glimpse of like what heaven on earth could look like. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad and grateful to have that experience because now we know what what it can be but it's hard when it's not naturally set up that way for you and you're kind of looking around like uh how am I supposed to live in the world now because that was so great right I know it is it's like this culture shock and it's not like I grew up in a huge bubble like I went to public school which is like you're gonna get anything in public schools and so I didn't grow up in this huge bubble but then like I found myself in this bubble and I like didn't want to leave, which isn't necessarily like the best thing because, you know, the Lord has called us to be in the world, but not of the world. And so I feel like I just wanted to be in like the comfort of that bubble, that Christian bubble to be with like-minded people. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we still have to be a witness to those outside of that bubble. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would love to hear from you. I know we talked about some things already, but have there been any experiences that have helped change or shape your view of God um, or like any significant events or seasons of life that have really defined your faith? I know we kind of talked about a few already, but are there any others? Yeah. So definitely that season after college, getting involved in the young adults ministry at our church. Um I'm not involved in it anymore just because like life has grown and now I'm participating in like big church (laughs) and like with the adults and stuff. Um, And like that season was just so good. And it was obviously like a gift from God meant for such a good purpose. But I think like meeting my husband in that setting was just such a gift. Um, I mentioned earlier just in our one-on-one conversation that like I had always wanted to meet someone at church just because like you know it sounds like a good story and whatnot but the Lord just like was so good to me in introducing me to Caleb because like looking back on my life he was like the first guy to ever really intentionally pursue me for my heart 
instead of for my body um and like man it's just such a difference the type of guy that you meet when he is like caring for your heart and not just trying to get something out of you um and that was just like such a shock because being at such a big university and being involved with like the wrong crowd you meet so many guys who are like just not great like oh yeah (laughs) they could be like quote-unquote good people in society but like one-on-one with a girl they're not like the greatest people and so meeting Caleb was just such a blessing because it like the way he pursued me I just like see God's hand in in that so much and it just felt like man this is such a picture of the way God is pursuing my heart too and chasing me down and like ultimately like you know, I went back and forth with Caleb of like, do I want to date him? Or do I just want to be his friend? And it was just like, I was so scared of committing. Um, But he ultimately was like, even if you don't want to date me, I just want to be your friend. And so that was like, so awesome for me, because it kind of just like took this pressure off and I could be his friend. And like, like, nothing had to happen. We just had to be like, we got to be friends. And it eventually turned into more, which I'm so thankful for. But like, right after we got married, you know, you're in this like, such exciting state of life, like you're dating, and then you're engaged, and then you get married, and all these things are happening for you. And they're so wonderful. And then you get back from your honeymoon, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what do we have to look forward to now? Like, this is just everyday life now. I'm living with a boy, (laughs) like, what's going on? Uh (laughs) I was, like, in between jobs at the time. Like, I was still nannying, but I was nannying a lot less. And so I was trying to figure out, like, what what am I doing with my life? Like, what do I want to do for work? Like, he's got his career. He's great at it. It might not be, like, his passion, but it's, like, he's really good at it. He doesn't mind going to work every day. And I'm like, man, I want something that I'm like passionate about that I'm like excited to go to work for every day and like that I enjoy doing. And I just like was in this weird season of life where I would wake up every day and be like, what am I going to do today? Like, I don't have a job to go to right now. I feel weird because my husband's like working his regular job eight hours a day, like providing for us. What am I doing? I'm just like sitting here gobbling up his income. And so it was just like this like three month season of life of me just waking up every day and like asking God, like, where do you want me right now? What do you have for me? And just like relying on him so much to kind of point me in a direction. And, you know, the direction And, like, God's voice hasn't necessarily been super clear this during this time. And, like, that was almost two years ago. But, like, I remember a time where he just, like, was, like, focus on me. If you just, like, like, keep praying, keep coming to me, keep focusing on me. Like, I'm going to give you rest. And, like, what you do for work, like, sure, it matters to an extent but it's like not the end all be all of your life and like just like work hard be faithful 
and just rest in me and like I don't know I'm someone who has a very hard time like just resting and like like I can sit down and like look relaxed but like my mind is always going a million Mm -hmm. miles a minute and so just like being in this season to like rest I don't know it was like really refreshing and it was like such a like important time in my walk with the Lord of just like coming off of this high of just getting married and then trying to figure out like what the heck does the Lord want for me where is he taking us in our marriage and then just like having some rest and like getting some answers getting answers here and there um but like I think sometimes as Christians we think like God's gonna take us on this huge adventure in like our work life and in our personal life and like we're just gonna be like going all over the place and doing all these amazing things and like that's not the reality for most people like God just calls us to be faithful in the mundane and I think that's so hard for me because you know you pull up social media and you see everyone doing all these things but that's just like a highlight reel and I have to remind myself of that all the time I'm like I want my life to look a certain way but like am I only wanting that because that's what I see on social media and like is the Lord just calling me to be faithful in the here and now in like this gray area of life so sorry that was kind of like a tangent I went all over the place no I loved it I could not agree more with all of that and I do think we're, we live in a dangerous time in society because social media is so much a part of our everyday lives and our norm that we see how someone is living across the world. We see, we see everything and it makes us think that our reality is less than sometimes it doesn't always make us feel that way, but it can. And that's a really hard place to be in when we're exactly where God wants us. And he makes, like that's something I've wrestled with too, where it's like, he may call me to a very average, mediocre quotation marks, mediocre life. And why am I upset about that? What is wrong with that? Like, that's beautiful. You know, I don't know. So I think it's, it's a hard time in culture right now though, to accept that. For sure. Well, cause you just like, at least the way my brain and my thumb operates, I open my phone and my thumb immediately just goes to Instagram. (laughs) And so you open up Instagram and you see all these things that people are doing and like these big, bold lives that they're living. And you're like, man, that looks amazing. I would love that. And then you even see like people posting their everyday lives. And even if it is mundane, you're like, wow, their mundane life looks way better than my mundane life. Right. And it's just that like false image and that lie that like someone else's life is so great just because they post it on social media. And that doesn't mean like we can't post on social media and like share our lives. But I think it's so easy to just fall into this trap of like, you know, wanting something that like might not necessarily be what is good and what the Lord has called us to. Um, and yeah, it's just like remembering, like you said, that even if the Lord has called me to this quote unquote mediocre life, like at the end of the day, when we die, like 
the ultimate goal is to stand before the Lord and hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And like, I don't know. I think that that response from the Lord can so easily come from this mediocre life of like just being faithful in the everyday to your husband, to your kids, in your work, whatever you're doing. And the world just wants to tell us a different story. Yes. And I think that's the thing. It's like redefining what's mediocre because Mm -hmm. to your point, following Jesus and knowing Jesus, there's nothing mediocre about that. (laughs) Like actually, like you said, that's when you die at the end of your life and Jesus says, well done. Like that's not mediocre. That's magnificent. That's perfect. That's everything. And that's amazing. So I wish that the world didn't tell us that that's mediocre because it's not. But yeah, just redefining. I think that's what it comes down to and retraining our brains to not be in that headspace as much as we can. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing all that. And then I guess just as we close out, I would love to hear if you have like a favorite verse or something that you've been learning lately that you could share with us. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my favorite verse in the Bible is John 10.10, which says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. And I feel like that verse can totally be taken out of context with the word abundantly, because I feel like in the world, when we hear abundance, we think of wealth and prosperity and material things. But I feel like in like what the Lord is saying to us here is like, you're going to have an abundance of love and joy and peace and the fruits of the spirit. And like you, and like, not to say there's not going to be hard times in life. There is absolutely going to be hard times in life. Like the Bible tells us that it's not going to be a cakewalk, but it'll be worth it. So that's, that's one of my favorite verses that I always just like go back to. But right now, a verse that I'm just really holding on to that my dad always reminds me of is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that's just been like something I'm really clinging to this season because we're in between houses. We sold our house. We're currently living in my parents' basement. We're searching for a new house. And we've just got a lot of things in life going on, big things that are exciting, that are coming up. Um, But just like trusting in the Lord and leaning on him and remembering that like when we live in him and we're trusting in him and acknowledging him in the things that we do in our lives, he's not going to lead us astray. He is not going to lead us down a path that's like, detrimental to our lives and I think we have this idea and this picture of what we hope our lives to look like and you know right now in this season of house hunting I'm like I have this idea of what I want my future house to look like but like I know that the Lord has already prepared the house that we're gonna live in like he already knows it he's established it he knows the days that we're gonna live there the things that are gonna happen in this house I think it's just sometimes so hard to remember that and trust in him. 
but just like really holding on to that verse of trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's not going to lead you astray. Um, and that's something that I really have to remind myself of daily because, you know, you wake up in the morning and the world just wants to knock you down. Mm-hmm. So I think just really coming back to that and being like, Lord, help me trust you even when it's hard because it's not easy all the time. Yes. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. I have chills literally because this is all stuff I feel like my soul needed to be reminded of today and just talking to you. I I relate to most of it. And so I just really appreciate you sharing and talking about the scripture and what God's taught you because sometimes we just need reminders and it's so refreshing to hear someone else's heart and story and just say like, Oh, okay. I can see some of myself in that. And she's right. And Mm -hmm. I feel encouraged by you. So thank you. Um, And then I was just going to say too, with the, the John 10, 10 verse you talked about that just reminded me a lot of what we were talking about earlier too, where like God has come to give us the abundant life Mm -hmm. and the abundant life is so simple. Like you said, it's, it's the things we get from the Holy spirit, the joy, the love, the peace, and just the planting of seeds. Like each time we wake up and are faithful to the Lord in our lives, whatever that looks like, um, even if it is so seemingly small, we are planting the seeds that could grow the biggest of trees and we may not be around to see it, But like we can trust going to your Proverbs verse two, we can trust that God has plans for it and it's going to turn into something amazing. So yeah, thank you for sharing all that you did. It just encouraged my heart and I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. As always, feel free to check out lifeaudio.com. They are the wonderful folks who support us and support our podcast. So if you go to their website, you will find a bunch of other um, faith-based podcasts as well as ours. You can also go to sparklefaith.com and find us there. Thanks and have a great week. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.